2: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 36 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. Where this week we'll be looking back at the much needed victory against Brighton. The again, gets it on his right, box, That is fantastic from We'll be discussing everything to do with our transfer activity. It, uh, we spoke, as I said before, after the 5th of January, we had a meeting, positive meeting, but uh, and we are looking for uh, if there is some possibility to improve our squad. I'm going to look ahead to the trip. To the Olympic Stadium to face West Ham United. Here's Richarlison again, looking to play Coleman in and he's done so brilliantly, Bernard can finish, and Everton fully deserved that. Now all those that listened last week will be well aware that Lee is at the chill factor and has been for the last last five nights apparently skiing. So uh, we, we did promise a guest and Lee said uh, don't get anyone on who talks more sense and knows more on football than him. So we we did do. And we went for the person who we know knows a lot more about football, and that's Andy, we're get help for Botte. Andy, thanks for coming down, mate. Thanks, and so, You <laughs> I haven't got big sheaves to fill, so I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, we'll, uh, we'll be a lot more useful than what we know he does on a weekly basis. Uh, but we, it's nice to, to get together this weekend and talk over a much-needed win uh albeit not a fantastic performance, but almost must three points against Brighton.
0: yeah, at the moment I think we just need to pick up points really, I think that's the key. I think I think it's have said a few times now, I think Carl needs some time on the training pitch to work with the players, and I think this was the first week where he had that extended period where he got better ideas and with them. So it's going to be a bit of a transition in terms of how quickly we can sort of assimilate to his style philosophy. and philosophy. I think it's been good so far, I think he'll get even better as the weeks go on. So, yeah, just picking up points as key. I think we're going to get players back in the next six weeks as well, which will be important as well. It was a weird game,
2: wasn't it? Because you felt in the crowd only like four or five nil it did. After that Derby, it was it was like everybody was expecting some kind of really vicious, aggressive bounce back and then at the start of the game where the tempo was quite slow, you sort of felt it seep into the ground a bit, didn't you?
1: Yeah, the, it was always going to be difficult, wasn't it? I mean we had the um, we had the stories of the the Finch Farm Center over the course of Monday wasn't every day, Monday and Tuesday we dropped up to Finch Farm and had a conversation with with Marcel Brands, and it was one of those where there was sort of of deep feeling around Everton this week after what happened at Anfield, and you had Fabian Delph conversing with fans on Instagram, uh, and he just thought, yeah, it was never ever going to be good enough, whether we got the win or not. As you say, if we score four or five, then maybe he get go back on side for it. It was a small step along the along road, I think, to to get fans back back on board. But I think people need need to remember. And field's gone now and we we just need to as as hard as it is, just put it to the back of your mind. I mean, we are in a position where European football is not too far away, let's be honest. We're four points now off of sixth position. Um where if it was sixth or fifth position. And there's all to play for. Teams around us yesterday, dropping points. Um but it was it was good to see certain players, I think again, step up. The introduction of Berna, like he was for me, he was man of the match. Mm. He got our for man of the match on, on Twitter. I know Chris Jarson was given a nod on on the editing Twitter handle, but I thought the end no, I would absolutely say He it was, yeah. The, the, the I think with
0: um last week we didn't really have a creative player if you, I know people considered Singerson a creative player, but his role in the centre of midfield hasn't been to do that I think we got, we like that link, playing with a link in the midfield and the attack. And if you look at Bernard yesterday, every time he received the ball, he was positive. Progress the ball up the pitch, created space, created space for Lucas to overlap into, which is, of course, the goal, but have a bit of a delayed pass and put it into Dean, put it into the Chelsea, scored the goal with a lovely finish. But I think that's the difference
1: where you can carry the ball and keep panicking in the defence. We didn't have that last week. But, and, and Bernard's one of those players, and, and I've seen people after the game say, because he played so well, he should be in the was, Obviously. He's had this fit of this short, well, medium-term injury, didn't he, with his knee? And then we see him in the warm against Man City, and yeah, you mean the Paul Waxman. And you think it was on his knee again, and obviously he, he missed that game, so he's obviously he's been there, I think, through through injuries and, and obviously fitness. He got up seventy minutes yesterday with a, with a high work rate as well. He's, he's up and down the pitches in. and he's playing right he's his box yeah. 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 He's one of those players for me. We, we saw it last season. I I think that he's one of our one of our better players mm-hmm. with the ball at his feet he makes things happen when he comes inside as we've seen him that and had me a couple of times now mm-hmm. he's calling sense up and, he, and he's all he's straight in the play and you know he was unlucky himself not to get on the score sheet but it, he, he was just you know it was just great to see him getting inside and and, and uh, playing some nice football and it also helped I say on the good as well because he's been for me we said this last week he's been one of the, the biggest disappointments I think in terms of how he been played, um, and we we are we are missing his creativity in that in that final third. I mean, but yesterday he sort of he got back up, he got the assist, but he was he was much much further forward and making things happen himself. He was, yeah, and I think
0: that's the key. with at him; I think he he's not a player who's going to take three the three men on. He's not a tricky player if you. Really, more of someone who needs someone to provide space with. Then his quality on the ball. It's his delivery. That's how we But he loves to do that little run into him then roll out somebody pulls the full back away from cream half your know, four or five yards of space which he can then do damage with. it i think that was the different. i think of well, last season you watch dean's best games usually when bernard played in front of i know people like him the last season's events and peter and that says that they were a little combo there but it also helps that bernard <clears throat> comes off that window like he said under on short he sort of plays that i think the left wing is more of a 10 Jurinsky uh, and Napoli played a similar role where even though he's not predominantly or but he played that role when he come across into the middle and caused problems for teams. I think that's what was maybe really when will be even when I stop that role when he comes back because they'll they really provide that creativity and progressive run. There were a few shouts at Dean yesterday where he had opportunities or he had space in front
2: of him rather on the left. I think the crowd wanted him to run into the space aggressively and he would go, you know, side to side or you know back, back to Sigurdsson or Davis or back to
0: Holgate. Is that tactical. I think so because if you look at when Ansheloti's played with the club set, like, and say it depends on the game. Some games he has played so half full backs, but some games he likes to do well, like as with James Coleman, we wanted to set the right back sits in, and makes it back three, and we he Can't really do that because neither one of them is a you know really great defender. So I think that's why yesterday he was to take it in turns when one went, one to sort of be more safe, if you will, He couldn't commit both men forward. And realistically, with Tom Davis Davison, really I mean, we haven't got the, the speed or the legs, if you will, to cover that position, so it's probably quite a smart move indeed. I would like to see him attack the space more, though. I think the quicker we transition, the quicker we, we attack the space and put defences under pressure, the more opportunities we'll, you know, we'll, we'll bring ourselves, I think. The move was much better yesterday. If you look go back and look under Marcus Silva, a lot of the time just to wait for the cross to come in, whereas yesterday, there was a few instances for Cal gone to the channel. You know, mm. early to, clean, to bring players the defence out, and it, it really helped and I think we'll see more of that as Lottie gets the training going with them.
1: And, and another another positive from yesterday, again, for me, and I, I refer to him as, as Mr Reliable, not, and that's with Charlton, mm. you know, when, when we first bought him, all you know, he broke free and he in the transfer market <laughs> and what have you, but you look at how, how consistent he is in, in terms of his, his goal-scoring return and obviously being involved in goals and again, yesterday, it wasn't just a case of losing in the right place at the right time. It was just, you know, great feet. He knows exactly where the goal is. You know, turns his man, puts it in the bottom corner. And he's someone who never, out of everyone, never ever stops. Does he? Now, he I said this earlier uh, the week, he can do nothing for an hour for me, but he'll always pop up with a goal. You know, the City game was an example, wasn't it? Where he didn't have his best game, really. Tough side, obviously, tough opposition. But, he was in the back post to score that goal, wasn't he? And you see him yesterday, and he was, he, was, he was obviously heavily involved yesterday, outdoors and outdoors, you know fantastic game. And him and Calvert Lewis are two, are working, working quite well at the moment, aren't they? I think the, the issue with Charleston, especially in the silver, is that playing him on
0: the, on the wing, near the touch line, it doesn't get the best out of him. I think the more he's in the box, the more touches he has in the box, the more dangerous he is. And I think we've seen him, that on Chalotian under Ferguson as well, that played off Calvin who doesn't can kind of hold the ball up and kind of stretch defences. He allows him more space and time in boxing, so yes, you will know, under stretch your feet, increase the angle to put it in the corner. But I think the more we get him in the box, the more goals. Can, you know he could get 20 this season, and a portion it probably a bit higher. I think they'll definitely get over 15. And I think Everett's going to have to start building the side around it, because I think it, if you look, you know, it might not appear to a lot of people, there's a lot of people critical and I have, to critical from Charleston's passing, his touch at times. But it's improving, you can see that in the numbers, the are starting to make better passes, better decisions on the ball. That's going to further improve as the season goes on and into next season. And I think Everton yeah, to have a real player on the hands, and I think we need to sort of get the players around them to, to get the best out of them, really, because we've got a goal scorer down. People go, we the A20 goal scorer. We probably have one already, just need to get the pieces around them. The thing with them
1: is, bro, people forget that. How many games this season, I have played my wife, I'm not playing in, in it in a upfront on his own or in now the way things have, have gone with, with on the and uh, Ancelotti in a two. And that will only benefit both him and Calvert lewin but the, the kid's twenty two years of age and that's that's a frightening thing. At the moment you've got two lads up front, you've got twenty two years of age. And it's only they're only gonna get get better and develop further, obviously having the the of the, the manager uh, on, on a weekly basis. I think he's got tougher as
2: well. Yeah. I mean, said it on a podcast I think a couple of episodes ago. He seems to be on the floor less um, whether that's because he's learned he's not getting decisions when he's he's on the floor, but you know it's not adding anything to his game, or whether he's just toughened up a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean he's still on, uh, there. Were still moments yesterday where obviously he went down, but this is this is he's the kind of player where he is. We said before he does get picked on a little bit. He is targeted, and I think the as you say, Peter's more to do with he's, he's not, not staying down the way he usually would. I mean he took he took a, a real a real shot once in the ribs early second half from Duffy. You know, he has gone to turn, he's gone right into that hip and, that rib, and I thought, here we go, because he suffered the knee broken last season. Um he was in the, over the Hordons at one point or went into the Hordons again. But he's it's because he makes things happen. And that's a it's it's a it's a real positive thing almost to have a player targeted like him, because you're obviously doing things doing things right. Uh, but one one player who hasn't really been doing things right for a lot of Everton fans is, is Guilty And um, I know Pete you, you said to so us yesterday, just where in front of where you were sitting before the game started, uh, Did obviously players were warm up in front of the paddock and and someone shouted something of sent to, to Sigurdsson, which you he clearly heard. Uh, now whether you, you like a player or not, whether you think they're pulling the weight or not, is it really is it really helpful in, just before a game in that kind of situation to single someone out? I, I couldn't believe it. You know, the, the players are lining up
2: ready for the warm up, and you think you're there to support the team. You know, like you, like, like you said before, Anfield was Anfield. It was the game before. We won him in the game today, and what's that going to do to him? You know, before he
0: goes out. I think that the, the issue here is that obviously there was this story in the Athletic wasn't it where senior players supposedly called out Anshotti's tactics. Now, there's certain players in the team that no, no, no but fans seem to blame for the current in any bad play games being Morgan Schneider and, and Guilty and, and also Fabian himself took a lot of this week. But they would, and I think by proxy of being not liked at the moment, they were blamed. Now could have been different players, it could have been completely different but I think they took the, the brunt of the blame and I think that's the overflow with that I've been very critical of Guilty Sigurdsson since we signed and I think he's had good games, obviously he's been excellent at times last season, but I there's still no need to sort of attack a player, either, especially when they're warm. I think at the downfield, the it's cheaper behind you. I think you can call a lot of that support the players. You, you don't really want to be sort of haranguing them before you start playing because whether people like no, they're paid hundred eighty grand a week. They are still human beings at the end of the day. They still live on confidence, live mm-hmm. on nerves. You know, so I, I, I think, until last we know who who the culprits are, everywhere, I don't think either should be the. That's what happens unfortunately but in the fan culture has been always week to week there's a blame culture. Even yesterday we won one 0 so and so didn't have a good game. We won the game at, you know, say at times, just take the result. You know, you don't have to have a blame game of who played badly and why why something didn't work this week. I think you know, Sigurdsson didn't wasn't great yesterday, but he was fine, he, he made some nice passes yesterday, but until he's until he's no longer useful to everyone, until he no longer plays forever. I think he, we need to you know not to support a really i think that you don't need to start attacking players and you're know, walking the club and if people say let's drop these players now who's going to trouble for the player you know You've been he's out injured and even then carl Wanchotti doesn't want to start you know potentially go with a team full of young players who could potentially lose teams because oh, obviously his position is very secure but you want to start getting a bit of build a bit of momentum going so i think that people need to just be patient in terms of turning that squad that midfield over until there's a time where we've got enough players we can replace them. They're going to be still part of the kitchen, unfortunately.
1: There's, there's a lot of cause for it, because obviously the situation in centre like. there's a lot of cause for Andy Gordon to begin, to be, to be starting games now. My my, my view on it, and obviously I'll bring the to in you in a minute, obviously the kids got sounds, it's, it's quite clear from what I've seen of them. Um, obviously playing under strategy games to playing Premier League games, mm-hmm. is totally, totally different. It's a massive, massive jump. We've seen him for 15-20 minutes against Leicester in the in the League Cup, look fairly bright. Um well, I think those those who are calling for him to, to come in and start games at this moment in time, is it really the the, the right way to go? Is it are we, are we really you know what I, I don't I get it because I think in terms of, you know, if you want to try and bring a little bit of positivity into a side yeah. that, you know, we've had we that poor result against Liverpool or poor performance against Liverpool should say, is it really right to be then a young step just based on he's played well for the 23s, and you think he's got he's got talent. from a fan's point of view I, I, the, the, the issue i have and you know everyone knows i folk. I'll, I'll do
0: the 23s. I'll, I'll leave that to the side i'll just put Andy <laughs> gordon now but in terms of just that, gordon you know he's a fairly talented player yes but just is it really the right time to try and bring the player in who's you know a lot of pressure's going on in the evening or in the greatest situation we've seen the how it can go with and people players are bad people, people notice the flaws more than they notice the positives, unfortunately. And I, I, people call to play centre in field, now, yeah, you can play 10, but a four-four-two 4 center in the field, you, you, you need to have that bit of defensive now, that's not his game. If you came and played so of Walcott, okay, yeah, I understand that, he yeah, has got a bit of pace and you can be direct and score goals, that's fine. But after all, yeah, same again, but not in centre in That's field, that's a risky position, especially mm. in the system that we play now. I, I think, I'd, I'd, I'd like him to see him on the bench more, I definitely would. But then I'd like to see him Keane get more I minutes mean, it's it's a balancing act for Carlo in the fact that he, he's got very light squads in certain areas. But then again he's got players that he wants he obviously wants to pick up results because obviously European football is very important to everything. You know, I don't want to put the expectation on it to say, yes, you know, we should just be taking game to game. We can incremental progress and see where we are at the end of the season. But I think he, he's under the illusion that he's under the Carlo wants to get European football, and I think that's why youngsters will come in and out. So I don't think they'll be consistent running games. Mm-hmm. Can't be.
1: Sorry,
2: big what? Because no, I think you're exa- absolutely right, about and I think Everton get a bit too emotional about our own players, yeah. you know, particularly from the the setup. But I think there's a risk we can ruin players because as soon as things don't go our way, the shouts of "Oh, they're not good enough. They're not good enough for the first eleven. They're not good enough to play the Premier League. They need to go out on loan or the Championships their level." And it's not a case of that, it's a case that we've not managed to play right or the expectations, the pedestal that we've put this local lad on is through the roof.
1: We have seen it we've seen it quite a few times. on over the years that there was obviously that that the uh, the Norris game that time when is in charge last game of the season. Um, and like Davis was brought in, was oh. uh, yeah. Kieran Dow was brought <clears throat> in, and, in the beginning, the the obviously there was all of course and John Joe Kane kind of together running running aside and you know, it doesn't always always work. I was like, because of, what happened last last weekend against, uh, against Liverpool, people, as you say, pretty damn fans are emotional about it, and it's almost you know, To, to address the situation, stop that fella on, on the gallery, he doesn't care. Again, he don't care, he does care. And it's not always as as straightforward and as simple as that, but to be able to just go, yeah, let's get Andy Gordon, and, you go, and then he, you know, he'll score 10 or 15 goals for the end of the season, and he'll be an absolutely well. He's it. The kid's got talent and real potential, make no mistake, but he's got to be managed by it. And, Obviously, you know concerns you know, with the 36s. I mean, in terms of it's not really being used as a development side. Yeah, I mean, it's just pathway. the yeah. it? You know, you look at Gordon's on eighteen. So
0: I'm, I've got no worries about where he is at the moment. Obviously, he's going to be around the first team squad training with it. But it's when it comes to his nineteen, twenty, and he's not getting the first team games. He really needs to go out lonely you see, like, Morgan Feeney and the Evans are out loaned for last season. He's back in the twenty. It's not good. And the Evans, I don't think so. Premier League player, he's probably a League One player, but even so, it's not good for him to sit you Conor McElhaney and get your testimonial, do you, value the 23s, and Conor McLean was a good player, just so unfortunately, because of injuries cost him. but I think that uh, you, you you make a really good point about you know, Gordon, uh, you know, in terms of the expectation, as well as just
1: culture. Yeah, and, sorry, and, and you're right, and that's where Martell Brands. Will come in yeah. surely, you know, and, and now with with obviously Ancelotti, we've got this this world-class manager. Should Marcel Brands focus? Not not just be so focused. Should this focus now beyond the 23s and that developments? Well, well, what I'd like to see is Carlo did talk about the academy,
0: didn't he? And I think that adds a voice to Marcel Brands. Really, you know, if you get together, that adds that add the pressure for change. You know, I think it's been too slow to change. The, um, I can't remember a second. ago, there's a guy coming in credit academy recruitment from Derby. Barbie have seen a massive rise in the last couple of years in terms of doing a, a decent academy you now in the youth league as well got the recruitment spin in terms of youth level, and I think we've we signed we brands right hand man in terms of recruitment at youth level, so that's that's a good sign. Hopefully the coaching changes as well, but I think it's just about Everton. You Everton need to look at all the clubs now they've done it. You know, and, you know, look away just the same players on fifteen grand a week and, under 20 and there's too much money really there whereas if you look at Curtis jones and people like that liverpool are around six grand that we throw a wage to keep them hungry to so try and progress the more games to play the more money they get and i think that's what marcel brands is trying to it's just been a bit of a slow process because unfortunately in in times past the other 23s have been run, run as a club within a club in that unsway had his own scout yeah, a bunch of them. Like we bought Gibson, we bought, I know Walsh was involved in that, but we also bought Boris Mathis if you remember. We loaned Anton Donkhor from Wolfsburg. So they've been branded quite separately, whereas now with the brands, we want it all to be flowed through. I think it just took sort of a little bit of a time to change that. Just quickly, going back, I want to make one point. I know people say people want to be dropped and these kids come in, but say you did drop it Sigismund. Schneider. What are you going to do with them? They're going to be starting the train. so you, you need to keep that harmony with the Scott. People forget that, you know, unless we can, unless there's a and you can get rid of them, you you've got to keep them involved, keep them happy, because otherwise, you know, we don't want a situation where the Scots are quite fragile and you know, there's a little disharmony, they, they can seep onto the pitch, we don't want
1: that. And, and, and someone I saw really a bit of a bad point, I think, this morning. Um, uh, so, Damon Sigurdsson, obviously, he was captain yesterday, mm. uh, was given the armband. Uh, and but the point was, well, Carl would have to physically strip <laughs> him. Because he is one of the co captains, you know, it's, it's him playing in Seamus Coleman, the Dean. Therefore the captain's armband tends to go around and they were named as as captains at the start of the season. You would have to physically say together you, you some you're no longer considered to be one of the, but the, the club captains. Um, and imagine, like you say, in terms of got a, a fragile mentality of the little maybe imagine what that does. You know, mm-hmm. people can say shouldn't be start, shouldn't be, should be captain? But you've got you've got to balance these things I was what is what is best for the team, best for the, the harmony within the squad. And taking the armband off him isn't. That's it, let's not forget why people are getting so frustrated in the first place. This is
2: what, you scored 11 goals and 10-11 assists last season. 13 goals, 6 oh, assists. We, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But look at the ability he's got. That's yeah. why people are frustrated with him, because he, you know, he paid, what, 30, 35 minutes? 40 40, mil, I mean, 40, 40, yeah. Mil. 40 mil. yeah. And his performances have dropped off. So if you drop him and bring someone else in, you... Potentially, got an
1: un- untapped resource there that you're not getting going again. That's the thing. When, when you when you take his goals away from his his performance, that's when you start off, at what does he actually give you, and that's why people people question. And it, it is it, you know the way things have gone, it's it's not great. But now with us playing this is four four two almost. It's a really? Uh, there's no place for number of 10 or such, isn't Well, that's that's what's going to come to when you get Gomez
0: and go back is Sigurdsson going to play that role like, but our place is the one who runs in that position no he has not got the legs yeah. to play and he has lost the yard of peace, i think i think that's i think that's quite acknowledged really in terms of that he has lost that yard of peace. and as well as you know as well as Sigurdsson probably around for the team you've got to keep him involved because he's an asset mm-hmm. we spent 45 now you can't just go all right we'll free him off at the end of the season because that's a lot of money going to do. you have to if you ever do want to sell they have to get money back and yeah. By having him involved in and people still see it over the burning so, You You know, <laughs> because I think it's super bad I mean, by But if some team sees like that, then obviously they won't get some money back for them and that's sort of, the back is it. I think we as a fans sometimes and this is what I've sort of learned couple of the is, you have to take yourself away from that emotion about you talk about with the fans and the players before, mm-hmm. talk to people and, and think, if I was in Carlos' shoes, what would it be? Not as a fan, but as a you know, it my job and, I think you've got a lot of balance act. Sign one why can you get this? right do you do that? Because you've got to consider other things. A lot to consider. Yeah, it's not football manager. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I was saying that. You know, why can't we sign him? Well, transfers are quite complicated. It's not quite as easy <laughs> you know, <thinking laughs> as you well. it think. It takes a long time to go through. But I think I think we're on a big circle back. I think the Brighton game is another positive step. We've done three out of four games. And we've three four games. we three four games in the league on the car. Anfield is Anfield, as you say, put it behind us now. I think the thing about Anfield is it again another season, the trophy. That's that's the, the killer for Evan fans. But you know, hopefully, it breaks the times ahead. You know, th- th- we've got to be positive. I don't want massive, for a massive expectation. Like, well, let's let's enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I saw saw something else in regards to under under Marco Silva. It was 15 games, 14 points under Faye, and that's a lot. Seven games, 14 points. So it's it's little steps. You know, um, we played better opposition, especially early on, in that's a as well. There, under under Ferguson, but a little steps of being made, but really quickly, penalty or not a penalty, your walk off. <laughs> VAR once again. After, after the the cross, problem
0: with that, right, is and and I can understand why it wouldn't be given and why it wouldn't be given. If he'd gone down straight away, penalty all day because he pulls him back. Mm. He creates doubts in the referee, in the VARs man, because he stays on his feet. Mm. And at one angle, it looks like it's tapped. Yeah. And then the other angle from behind it looks like Doug's pulled him. Mm. And that's the problem there. I think if he'd gone down straight away and not took the shot, I think he would have got a pen ball. The AR's not good, is it? let's be honest. It's, 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 it's so inconsistent. One One's a pen, one's not a pen. And the, as you say,
1: and, and those people that were saying, if, if he goes down, it's a pen ball. He was quite clearly pulled back pro- out, and then obviously if that, that then stopped him gets to the ball area, close the angle down. It was for me, it was quite clearly a penalty. And once it goes to the VAR, they've surely got to see that they've got they got about twenty different angles to so look at that. And it but you, could, you look at it with one angle and quite clearly, clearly see it's a penalty. Both in the stadium and afterwards, it's
2: clear day to me. It was yeah. then because one, it was a goal scoring opportunity, and two, anywhere else on the pitch, if that's outside the box the, the referee, yeah,
0: of course he does. Course course. The, and I think that's the the problem as well. I think I think that people told over the, the off sides they've been doing it wrong. Is they don't seem to want the colleagues, or embarrass them. That's it, yeah. it. Seems to be like a boys' club where like I, I, he won't do it to me, so I won't do it to him. I think we need consistency. otherwise you know, you're The reason the AOR was brought in is to make things more consistent. And it's been anything but this yeah. season. This is why you need independence, I think, within. You have VAR, have independence. I have X reps who've retired from abroad, you know, maybe not Kalina, but, you know, doing high <laughs> reps, you know, just who understand the game yeah. and understand the knowledge. it's, it's better not have to run around the pitch if you're doing VAR, so you don't need you can be 16 still doing it,
1: so, yeah. and, and, and have no kind of relationship with the referee or something. Yeah, that, no, that's no. that's a good thing. You support teams who are in the league, you? you know, involving decisions, you know. Yeah. We actually yes, just was David Coote, yeah. never gave yeah. him. I don't want to see him again, he's up there with John Moxley, I thought he yeah, had a bad game. How many good thefts are there? There was not a, this is not a problem, He's took it to you, the best thefts that he was
0: sent to all his It's Not really that good, you know. The clamp has gone. thank God for that, but you know, yeah. there's yeah. your
1: IRN
0: when you need it. Exactly say? right, <laughs> let's, get sweet. That. Sweet. let's
1: get that to let's get, that sweet. 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 get your IRN back. To well, no, wrap this part up, great to get the three points, important to have some kind of bounce back after the interview last week and hopefully now we can, we can kick on. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back
2: and discuss everything on the transfer front. No, I, I think that um, I was lucky. You know, when you talk about a playing career, I mean, I was very fortunate to play in a cup final in 1964 and um, became the youngest. Um, it was a tremendous occasion. You you how, how did you feel about that at such yeah, a well, young the, age? The, the, the players themselves... Um, the other players. Mm. I mean, really protecting me from the media and everything, you know. And mm. uh, it was fo- you know, totally focused on the game. And I, I was confident enough. I'd, I'd been in the first team a few games. I, mm. I'd scored the winning goal against Nottingham Forest in a cup replay. Bobble. I think it was a bobble or a good finish.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> what do you think? I think it was a good finish. I think so as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the second part of this week's One Hundred Cent Podcast. We were going to discuss the latest transfer activity now we'll come on to potential incoming surely uh, but in terms of anyone who's who's gone out or gone out, the first credit out of the door so far is is Chenk uh, On loan, Crystal Palace six months yeah. to under the potential to uh, if you're a payment deal then. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty really good move for Chenk. I think he's well, a Royal Hodgkin's type of striker, someone who've the ball. He's
0: decent in the air. Like, Ben Teche, is, you know, shadow and him himself, and I think Roy needs that second striker to play, off out play with that, you can put, cause teams problems, and it just has not work for Cenk at He's just not the right type of striker, what we want to play. I think Dominic Alvarez, you know, whether he, he's a good finisher, you know, consistent finisher, that's a question mark. I guess, right, I, I much prefer Dominic Alvarez as an all-round player, and he suits Everton more. So, you know, good luck to Cenk, you know. It just has not work for him. He probably was, you know, you, this is the a problem. You allow uh, our managers to do recruitment sometimes some Albrecht was always a really short term manager, why did we understand science two players? And that and that's and that's why we've got four different managers players in the squads now mm-hmm. and that's and that's what we're having we found issues in terms of you know, getting a, a decent squad together. But yeah, it's a good move I think. Even last summer people were saying the same palace would be a really good move to champion. I think as it turns out they exactly thought the same.
1: Mm-hmm. And we scored, we scored I mean you you scored nine goals in forty four appearances, so it sells yeah. One in four I for twenty million pounds right? so, but, the worst, I
0: suppose. That first season, he scored seven, wasn't mm. it? It was it? He was alright that first season. he you know, couldn't play in the cold. Really, He right. Right, <laughs> seven But yeah, I, I,
1: I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he's he's an alright Premier League player. He's one of those, I
1: think. you' a lot of fans always wanted him to work, didn't he? Yeah. Um, it was one of those plays. He always seems to have a great nice attitude. Mm. Um, there was a time this season when there was calls to be given a run. I think I said at one point when we were going to it. We, we just couldn't settle on it on a sense of flow or you. But one thing that he never did was he, he can't work as a sole striker. Can he? No, he seems to do best when he came off the bench. But I remember his best games in like this season? It
0: seems to the Tottenham games scored ahead the
1: game.
0: I think you know. I think when he scored the brace against the mighty Moldovan, the people seemed to want to call him back then. You know, at the time I thought that was a bit mad, but. Yeah, I think people need to. You know, I think he'll be okay. He'll be fired for Palace. I just think he's a. Th- I think mean, these fans like him. He's a throwback. Isn't he? He's not a typical, mm-hmm. like modern striker that you have now. He's a throwback. He's so. a finisher, isn't
2: he? Yes, yeah. He's, he's a very good finisher, but like you said, Mike, maybe can't do that all for the team. Holding it up, being aggressive, winning headers, pacing behind. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. He's the type of player you want off the bench when
1: you're high up the pitch, just lots in the box, and you're looking to get a goal. Yeah.
2: But.
1: You guys got this miraculous talent of growing his hair for a match day. <laughs> which someone touched on, we mentioned off air before on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he stays all week, and he's got a proper crown top of it, and come match day, he's got a full head of hair, like a uh, like a shaft. If uh,
2: he gets a run in the team, he'd be like Tom Davies by the
1: end of the season. <laughs> well, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. So that's what of <laughs> Alf got to look forward to as the season goes on. Anyway, is his uh, chance miraculous hair growth. Uh, but obviously he's gone. There's there's been been there's a potential, but without obviously, I'm sure certain fans would want certain players out the door, Uh, uh, with your Snyder your Sigurdsons. A little talk of Walcott the other day, Pete.
2: Yeah, I I had a rumour that uh, Walcott's agent's been contacted. I don't know who's interested or where he could be off. But he, he's in, the, he's in <laughs> Anyone who's old English and old
0: then breaks off. Barely. that's <laughs> what I was saying. But then he started yesterday, so I, I, I think do you know what I was saying with the award cost and you know, he, he, he does all right until he gets to that final that yes. last it's either shot, he seems, misses a lot of one on ones. One. All the final ball, you so, saw yesterday there was it was a chance piece in the end. I think it was Johnny Carl Lewin's comeback, so it's got we ruled out he cross just at absolutely no one in the box I and mean, yeah, that yeah. that's the unfortunate thing with with deal. But I think because he does put in such a, with such an effort, he does get back on defend, I think I think at least to the summer will be a useful player and I think yeah. I think we will eventually move him on. But yeah, I
1: think I can imagine Evan would consider bids for him, but maybe not this one though. I think South would be the perfect fit when they're going back there. where where he started them you will get back on the South Coast. The field. issue with them is they don't want like to take all the players. That, 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 this is why I've the year people go, well,
0: we 20 heats old, and it's very hard to get rid of these players when they're old. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is why people always don't sign. what what's from has got This is why we don't sign all the players because it makes it very difficult to get rid of them. There's what, there's a one now? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think with the players like him, I think they'll be the, the summer, but you can't again, it's going to take time. You're not going to go, by right, 10 out of 10 in you can't do that we've seen it before with, we've seen it, yeah. up it just doesn't work you have to take your time be patient and get certain players out and then bring players in and then do it over a 2-3 cycle yeah i mean
1: as, as i just mentioned there the, the and citizen side of being at this moment in time with the way things are with with our our of of options you can't see either of them to go and i i wouldn't have thought in the family transfer window you no know, i think
0: again as you say you can't just you know move those players on again, we'll have a look at that in the summer. Kuko Martinez, would obviously love to be, he's not actually doing anything. David Unsredd, favourite player, Umani has. He's obviously not doing much except playing for the other fees. So, the type of players you're on, you know, Kuko was on, what if 14? Yes, for 65? You get the 100, 100 grand off the wage bill if you get them off. Thank you, Roberto Martinez. But, you know, if you get them off the wage bill, then that would, then maybe enable us to bring the loan in because that, that frees up an FP. FFP part of it. so I think that the fringe, 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 fringe players they need to yeah. go first. I know we will their contracts up in the summer, yeah, that's fine. We'll be getting our team. Hopefully, Blasi's going to do enough to make himself a move as well. Talk about Sandro. Sandro, I think, will be here till the day. I think his contract then's unfortunately, yeah. because no one's ever paying him 70 grand a week again, let's be honest. That's um, but such has done okay for Sheffield United, I think they'll wait till the end of the year because obviously they're just going through a, a transition with their ownership. So it's going to be, it's it's going to maybe get one or two out, but it's going to be very difficult again. I think in the summer when people January, everyone's very suspicious. You get a couple of loans out, you never know. But I think in January teams are quite it's quite hard to get the
1: players moving for money anyway because the prices are so good. Players have to be replaced. Do you think Chelsea are going to be quite active this window? Um, they'll go on of them,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you think that could stimulate
0: movement in the market? It does, because it can flow, doesn't it? It's just, for example, say, it depends who Chelsea buy from, of course, but say you've got Chelsea, the eight the then the 50, crazy, 50, 60 million that form could get, would then start to to flow into buttons to Liverpool, basically. Just, we'll probably sign <laughs> the we'll Daniel Films to see where to Liverpool that's that's the, that, that that could say I, I just don't see i think chelsea will wait that i has been a lot in lots of aid of the, you know, the, the transfer of man but i've just got this impression that i think they'll wait to the summer because they are doing well giving these youngsters time and i think it, that's to be honest i'm still cropping leave really. leave the leagues not going out, outside of them so it's better if you build for the day they leave which is going to be the next two three years anyway so i think that's what man united decided to do anyway i think that they could be in the market anyway. Drew's was talking about us about signing players, but well, apparently, you just like signing players and Mourinho
1: close to all yourself, so that's been interesting. Well, Drew's got this uh, kid from Benfica, Fernandez, yeah, that's, that. that's once load. He's been linked with about six clubs. Well, apparently, yeah, thing I think he's got a good agent. Oh, we had a deal in principle with West Ham, and then all of a sudden,
0: the, the problem with Dixon Fernandez, and, this, and he is a talented player, and you know, I, I've said it myself, and there's a Great threat by uh, Thiago West an on, on Twitter. He's an eight in a three, and Tottenham don't play a three. We play Zidane. He's a ten. Mm. We don't play at three. A West Ham play. I think he so would be fine at West Ham, but he's he's got flaws, and you know, at least in Benfica, one in the house because they play four four two under Bruno Large And if he's not playing, is that forty million that he's supposed to wear it diminishes? So that's why anyone else. So they use the club as a to get that value out and develop it. So people need to be quite worried, and I think, I, I, I think, because this is his agents, I think that's why Mourinho's probably oh, happy to take him, but I don't think he's going to help Tottenham, really, in the short term, and I think that's why Everton Will Ornstein came out, David Ornstein came on set, that. I just
1: didn't see it. That's how i think think he's play right for Everton. Mm. Well, it's going to be, I mean, you'll be interesting to see if anyone does go in January. And, you know, the, the likes of, even the players that we have mentioned, in terms of being out of contact in the summer, if he were to go now, it's so only going to be on a loan, you're not going yeah. to let anyone paying any kind of loan. It's probably available for free loan, where pay his wages we will give you for a free transfer essentially, yeah, and right. that'll be the end of that, yeah. And yeah. even though you have a contact in the summer, you know, like the like, and well, people like that, they're not going to demand a huge, huge transfer yeah. fee, are they? So not to, to, I think we take money for it, but
0: the problem is, I think, you know, brands is obviously trying to be smart and seeing what's more than probably the worth, and I think that may hold up deals, but I think Everett needs to be careful about monetization. Obviously, no-one takes transfers over a place of front except Manchester City probably mm-hmm. now, so you, you put them over a number of years, and so if you lose the value, you're still paying out that value, and you're not getting it back, and that's quite an important thing in transfers now. So I think that's why we haven't sold as many players, because we are like chain, so we're probably holding that for a good, you know, 7 or ten million. but you can't really do that, because you're probably still hoping to ship press the same amount of money for the years. So, it's different. Transfers are kind fairly of difficult. It might seem extremely, you know, easy in terms, of, you know, on the face of it, but it they you are know, quite quite a complicated process. I hope to see a couple of young lads want loan. Mm. Um, you know, Morgan Feeney really needs a loan. He's got he Yeah, got thirty five. Yeah, Adam he needs a loan. You know, <laughs> the, their lads themselves just need to ask for a loan because it's not doing any favors being in the under 23s People, and, 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 you know. Working for you know, club club in the football league. People question why I say it needs wise still in you know that, that position, you know, why you're not playing, so we definitely do need to go on loan, but I don't see any big moves, I don't see any of our best players leaving stuff so and that would be fine with not funds.
1: In terms of comments then that a lot of talk there's been a lot of links over the course of the last last couple of weeks and you know, for for permanent deals of players which personally I can't see. Um one player Obviously, the, the one which popped up again last night via Instagram and the Charleston, Adrian Charleston, was Everton Suarez. There's linked when Marco Silva was there. There's rumours that Silva had spoken spoken to him. Uh, there's rumours that Ancelotti has also spoken to him since, because there's potentially a deal on under Marco Silva. How true that is, I don't know. Um, but can we really see that kind of player, you know, for a big fee coming in in January? Yeah, it cost him up to, I think it's about 30 or 30 plus million. You look at Evan
0: Suarez, he's a left-footed right winger. We've got numerous numbers of left-footed Now, he is a natural winger, I would say, not a Bernard, a Wobby type. Mm. He is more like a Walcott type, who's direct and wants to run in goal. However, he doesn't play right side, which is the area that I think we want to upgrade, really. We want to have someone to replace Walcott, and obviously that number 10 type role on that left-hand side that Wobby, Bernard use. I think when twenty three, year old in Brazil is still in Brazil. Now people people from Brazil say, well, he didn't get the real Gremio Always keep players, but it creates doubts. I think it's an element of risk that I don't think Marcel Browns would take for that amount of I money. Mean, I think if it was a young player who you had the L A T with a boundless amount of talent there may be, but I don't know, I just, I just we've had this with Nellis and with Charleston before and we had it with who's for players, and it never really works out. So social media's not really good barometer, but to, now he could sign for all I know, but I, I just it just doesn't sit right with me. He? And I don't think he's the type of right player that we're looking for either. What what, what
1: are we thinking though in terms of if we do strengthen or bring anyone in in January, whether it be low payment or Lowe. Yeah, what what are we thinking in terms of where we need to strengthen at this moment in time? What are you thinking? It? I think that
2: despite all the problems we've had in midfield, number one for me is centre half. I think for a signing. I think the fact that you've got Gomez and Gabamin out, I don't think signing a centre field is the answer. I think maybe a loan, a, you know, a good loan. It feels
0: quite unrealistic for me. Centre half is the, is the priority position. I think centre midfield and centre half are the two positions that you consider. Unless a really you know good top level right winger came available on loan, which is fairly unlikely. You know, loans in January tend to be fringe players or players. You know, teams want to try and make money on the summer in terms of getting an option to buy. I think a sensitive field alone as Pete says I mean, again that you have to consider that the band Gomez should be back before they are not too sure on Gomez, but he's back in light training and your band's in light training as well. So they should be back within six to eight weeks. So that's a consideration. But I think in sensitive field we just need a bit of power and a bit of pace in there maybe a ball when it's you know to you know, sort of just to, just to see us through to the end of the season and we'll get an option to buy on the end of it because I think we, we learned from the zoo and the Gomez Gomez worked down the fact that we paid less than we probably would have the previous summer but in terms of the though we have lost that option and it protracted the transfer so I think
1: it's best to get an option so I think centre centre half yes because uh, if Mason Holby told me you got injured then you've got Michael as a
0: backup but then what happens if one of them got injured then you then answer Louis Gibson who's actually supposed to be signing a new contract and going on loads ips which would be really really short so yeah centre half's really imperative Maybe a bit of an experienced centre half, I don't know, but or even a young, I know we've been like oh, a lot of young centre halves and Wesley Fofarra from Senna I think he's not quite ready for the start of Rome, the Premier League, and he's a good young player, but you know, it just depends who you're bringing in. Where... Well
1: I've mentioned in me off air, that there, there's been, uh, under the radar but there's been links to this, this Gabriel, mm-hmm. uh, centre half, 22 years of age, and uh, Leo, not the same one he played for Arsenal, just to clear that up. Yeah, power, not probably yeah, <laughs> I'm kittens over that. But he, he has been, like, uh, the nice age, yeah. you know, he's, he's a big lad, he's quick, he's, you know, he looks like he fits the
0: bill. Yeah, he's three, strong, you know, mobile, you he, know, I wouldn't say he's, he's, he's top-level pace, but he's quick, he's probably quicker than Mina, probably not too far off Mason Hodge. Yeah, well, he's, he's quicker than Mina. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Michael Keane, <laughs> I think most players are quicker than Michael Keaton on the turn. So, and also as well, which is what, you know, was really needed, is on the ball... Really good on the ball, passes it through to the field. Or a short passes, breaks the lines, so he'll carry the ball into the field. I think, uh, obviously, in modern football. I know people you know, I reference themselves just go on the pitch, modern <laughs> football, build possession, dragging players out, making you know, making making space. I think you need, and I think that's where you provide. And again, no thirty-five million, probably around that. Leland and soft, you know, Louis Campos is obviously the, the director of football, he, he knows the value of players and that's what he's always signing young players in on to big. I would sign him, Eli, I would sign him, I think he gave him that six months, that's a bad thing for next season. I like that sometimes, a January fan series, you give him that time but I don't know, I can only, say, I can only see a loan I don't think that are going to loan us the start and centre after for us to buy it in the summer but you know, if, uh, it really depends. Are we have got to consider
1: the impact of the, the famous FFP? We're, it is we're going to be we're going to be announcing about within the coming days. We've got the ATM this week anyway. The loss of about eighty to hundred million pounds. so a massive, massive loss. Um, so we need to take into account where we are with FFP. So in terms of payments, I just don't see it. I see a loan maybe, but that that is dependent on getting a couple well, more. Bolton's just up we're getting maybe a couple more, one or two more off the books, getting those wages off the books, and then potentially we can then bring bring someone in. But we'll besides that, I just don't see don't see it any more. It's not that
0: we haven't got money to spend. It. It's more the fact, as you say, with FFP, it's the wages. Your wages have got a. I think they can't be more than eighteen percent of your total income, mm. and I think we we obviously way over that because obviously. We do rely heavily on a player trade model and the fact that if you look at machine the machine, we've always sold Lukaku stones to fund those big deals and that's something we did well, that's something we've obviously sold again, we sold uh, Luckman and others. And we only spent about 20, 30 million there, but still that has to continue as we go on. So I think with Chen some going on maybe one or two others, will fill up some wages, you know. I think Dallas gone a week, but he was already out anyway. But we need a couple of others and then maybe that'll fill up some wages, yeah, but I think even i know people say well, was promised i think he was promised on the understanding that we will invest in the summer yeah. and we will keep our best players i don't think he was promised 400 million in january mm-hmm. you know if mm-hmm. you have to be realistic and i think you know as well with well, that we need to understand that he isn't showing demands France mm-hmm. says he's always had a, a director of football or a president's yeah luciano juventus he had, had, had galliani and the bill Milan and he had Florentino represent madrid So always yeah. have someone there to help him with transfers and do a lot of the, like work for him so i think we need to be a patient for the transfers And this season yes we can probably we can still make europe but i think it's about than the getting the philosophy into the team make making make it better incrementally rather than going all out, spend a lot of money in january just to finish six or fifth or six for in this season make, make yeah so it's not going to be a case of
1: going all in january one hand have to the side of it anyway, and so it's you know the on four and a half year, four and a half year deal <laughs> here, so it's very much going to be a, a long term project, building up to obviously that that move with obviously to uh, to More, which is obviously we should hear more on that on the plan application for that very very shortly as well. Uh, but you know we, we'll see how the one plays out and see see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm more concerned about getting players out, to be honest um i'm sure you know, a little bit of space but as the month goes on we just obviously be a, we'll see how a lot of
0: rumors that, that that's the nature of the transfer window now going to be rumors every single year. you know someone that works in football you know you see rumours for teams that you work with and you see, not even mentions not even a single breath but the, the agents have got jo- you know jobs to do agents frame players i've seen a player that i know that was you know, linked with Marseille and stoke and, I oh, yeah, so to the agents, they said no, it was just the agent putting the story in the press. Yeah. That, that's what happens all the time, so other bands don't need to bite if they're not signed. Why haven't we signed, so and so. It's been, a lot of the time 99.99% of these rooms are not true. So people just need to be a bit patient with Marcel Brands, and
1: well, am and I don't know. That's what he did say, didn't he, in, in, uh, in his press conference as well, on Friday. He met the adult transfers and he said all the names you've seen, they are out yeah, there. I don't it. think it was all... Simon, James, Rodriguez, yeah, they're that's, all that's, you know, a,
0: I think people realise that even Carl Schott he's never is he, even his big jobs, he's not signed all the players for a long time. So I don't see that in Rodriguez. I, you want know, see better caliber players going on? Yes, I You know, but more so you're from your IXs or your Legals or teams like that rather than you know, people get really offended that we sign players from Arsenal and Barcelona but if they're undervalued then you get you get an undervalued player, don't you? But yeah, so I think I the summer will see a lot more activity.
1: Well, we'll, see, we'll see how it plays out. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll come back to this as the, as the month goes on. Uh, we'll just going to quick quick quickly before we discuss going to Mr old from David Moyes at uh, West Ham at
2: the weekend. From it and Howard falling off his seat in the dugout, which is always good memories, but certainly now it's uh, the journey back from Norwich was great. I mean, it's like everything that you want and, you know, you've won the, the championship again. Uh, to win the first time was great. It's a new experience, but to actually the way it happened with the amount of players that we used um, it was really a, a squad victory over this uh, you know f- f- for for winning the championship uh, so it was uh, great memories that that journey back and obviously long into the night
1: welcome back to the final part of this week's unholy Trinity podcast as uh, we look ahead to the the trip to the olympic stadium at the weekend and i visiting david moise's west ham and um, there are funny side west ham are they obviously david moise recently called in. Uh, we had uh, Pellegrini there, um, and Moses coming to once again almost try and try and save him from uh, Did it? drop?
0: Yeah, I think I think they went for the hot. You know, the for Pellegrini, thinking he was going to be you know the savior. I think it just hasn't worked out. I think his director of football also took the fall. They've made a lot of transfer decisions that were probably risky for them. I think Fornells is a good player, just that he was going to take him time to adapt and. West Ham were in the field anyway, so they needed players who were going to adapt quickly and that that's been the main issues. And they still playing which just for at right back as well. And they're they the real issues at West Ham, I think between Pellegrini, I think not not getting the team getting the team together and the bad transfers, they've had a rough season. Because I think people are, I don't know why I don't think people are saying they're going to get top six season before they start of the season but they haven't really made the, mo- you know, the most of what they've got. So I think Moyes has come in and done well, he's gone back to that three four three that they played there last time. Uh, You've obviously got Haller well, and Philippe Anderson are both good couple of players, you just need to get the best out of them. And I think, yeah, I think we'll usually get, get, get to keep them up, I've got no doubts about that. I think they should probably give them a couple of years, just to settle the club down and get them top 10s. I think West Ham, or West Ham way, don't <laughs> be one. I think they just need to realise that, you know, not, they, they've never been a side that's running anything so, I don't know yeah. why there's sort of such demand now, they need to... So, well, the World Cup. yeah, well they have going to, yeah, that's one thing
2: here funny what happened with Moyes, though, wasn't it? Because he, he did a fairly good job when he went there in the first place and then was supposedly, in inverted commas, in the running for the job and then got, like, completely
0: dismissed in favour of Pellegrini, and you think for David Moyes, he must have been pretty offended by that, surely. I think that's why he's probably come back, because he's probably got guarantees this time around. But the, the issue with, I think, the first time around is the fans didn't take to him because, again, they've got this idealistic West Ham way, they? And the also, on the flip side of that, I think he signed Jordan Hugo. From press news, ten million been not even you know, a Premier League player, and I think that sort of stuck in there. He wasted ten million. I think that's why this time I don't think he's got all the same transfers. I think to do you know they do agents to sort of recommend the players. But well, you know I think Dave Moyes is a good manager. You just imagine these times If you look at Everton, came in did well our first half season, didn't he? Second season we struggled. Then the third season we played the good, but we would have obviously got four, got fourth the next season. we after that, and I think he just needs time to bed his style, his mm-hmm. and his work ethic, and I think it would um, be a six month manager probably isn't what he's
1: best at really. To be him an eighteen uh, month deal, who's on yeah. there now? Who's so sees off though, it, so it, it is, it is. But i suppose mean it's better than not the six months that that he that he was given. And, and I I fully expect him to to keep them up for me. But watching them uh, against Sheffield United on, on Friday. I mean that goal that was disallowed for it. the handball was just again VAR mm. comes into play. And, you know, it's just absolutely incredible how, how much it's it's ruining games, the teams are losing points. I mean, they're only two points clear as we speak uh, of the relegation zone. You know, they, they could quite easily be in, you know, be one one place more, plus the 16th of office of sixteen at the moment by the time we play them. And you know, it's it's a funny one because like, like you say, at the start of the season, there's always like, you know, fans are always jostling and for places and so on, where the team's going to finish. I mean that's why it's disappointed for, for us this season because outside of that top one effectively, all the places are off for ground, so and that's that was that was a disappointing thing. Um, but West Ham were talking about being getting uh, European football, like all semester, more teams like that. And that just hasn't, hasn't quite worked out. But they have got they've got real talent there, haven't they, West Ham? And on the day, when it does click, I mean the beat ball was a 4 uh, first game with the at home there, um, and you know, on the day when he's fifty, he can be, be a real threat. But what what flatters me, the Pope, is when we went there last and obviously different times, that was one of our best away performances mm. for for a number of years. I thought last season it could have been five six nils. 7, seven could not it, mm-hmm. on the day. I think the thing good, I think Marcus Ellis seems to
0: have beaten West Ham. because I when the games could good, and Smithy didn't share, and the way he scored goals, obviously seems to have put the game to bed in the last minute, didn't he? But I think the, the, we we create nerves for it going I think that's I think the, the fraud side that says that they can't be gone. And yeah, when they are. On the pressure, you fall quite easily. I think for me that the mistake West Ham have made the last few times they
2: played us is they're trying to come and play football. They're trying to play mm-hmm. you know to play at, at a fair game. I think the one time we got a result was were that three one, um, when on the Pellegrini with the counter us. Yeah. and I think when we went behind early, we never really fully recovered, and for me we got quite lucky then. Um, but I don't think Moyes will line up the same way. I don't think he'll he'll try and um, you know, beat us man for man at a game of football. I think they're gonna play really aggressive. I think they're gonna try and make it uncomfortable for us, bully us and win that key midfield battle.
0: Yeah. I think that's smart because if you look at, you know, what other teams have gotten results against us earlier in the season, it was by sitting in, patting and patting the field. And I think that that's what Brighton tried to do at times yesterday, make it difficult for us. But I think on the Carlo because he's. Move, get more movement talent. So we are doing it, we are a bit better now. I think we will pick up more points against lesser teams because of that. So I think there's a risk for boys, but I think yeah, you will probably go three, four, three in the box, you will make a fire at the back. You know, put sort of trying to beat us on the counter. And we are sat on the counter without that pace in the field to we go, you know, to get back in, you know, basically going again, really, isn't it? Mm. Without that, that, that man to shut the back door. Then yeah we are vulnerable and I think that's I think Brian Schwartz is smart enough to realise that. I think mean, Davis will that you know I think I, I hope Davis will to keep his place and keep playing well yesterday. Um yeah, I think we got realistically our weight form has been so bad over the last, you know, four years really, yeah. yeah, I to be honest. Yeah. I think a, 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 you know, a draw minimum is what we want to obviously a win, you know, we want, but I take I'd you know, I'd say, we should be West Ham, but I'd certainly take a draw because I think we just need to start getting that that away form up mm. We and start the results after results.
1: Yeah. And, and these obviously Brighton was one of the, these these five games that people have mentioned before we uh, started playing those the, the additional top six sides again. These five games as you said you said earlier on about it's one it's one game at a time, yeah. isn't it? Gradual improvements and, and going away to, to West will we'll be will be great against it to pick pick something up and, and continue that that climb to those top sorts of six or seven spots, which is which is definitely doable after picking up three wins in four games under under Carlo, and you know it's it's, it's a different West Ham side than what it would have been under under Pellegrini. Moyes, as the season goes on, I'm sure will will get his a uh, stamp on the side. And just talk of a uh, former Everton centre half Alan Stubbs during the coaching staff there. Moyes apparently wants wants Stubbs in there. He's got a bit of my zeal experience. It's two piece for them as well. No, he's, no, he's, no, he he, he, he was allowed the back. There was a thing take my let him, back for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think he's he's stuck on on soft still will do a bit of co-commentary cool from what I've But uh, yeah, he's he's not there. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the game goes. But another week for Carlos to get you know get more improved and side. Know what he
0: wants and. You know, I think I don't think anyone to be back per se, because I think we you know we'll be still two weeks away with this hamstring injury. You know, I, I, I think Hopefully Moise plays Zabaleta and we can, Bernard, you know, we'll give Zabaleta an absolute solid time down that side. So I think that, that's a place where we can get joy. I think Moise is obviously allowed to of city but as you say, I don't think we'll be as you say, we don't play playing football in you know, Declan Rice, we've absolutely ruined them the last game, didn't we? Yeah. I mean it's probably playing well since to be fair. I think if we can get around the players around him, stretch him all over the pitch, you can think we'll find a lot going against quite a I suppose a weak minded back four, him says that they do seem to capitulate when they do when they do in the sea goals. Obviously big worries will bring a bit of a steal to them, but uh, I think uh, you know, it's very easy to say, here. Yeah, I've said it probably too many times this season, I haven't should win have this game, but you never know. So I think under Carl, although we seem to be making, you know, yeah, pick up uh, we used to pick up points them right now, aren't
1: So keep keep on going, see where we end up the of the season. I mean you thought in terms West Ham pitch right, when You saw that the Arsenal game where yeah. you know you can see the three goals in about was it, seven or eight minutes or something crazy like that. And it was a game that Arsenal weren't particularly gonna win. Yeah. And the they, they just, just sort of fell apart. But well you know, whether we can go in and get a win remains to be seen. Like you say another week with it with Carlo on the second ground it, it was greatly important and uh, I I hope we can continue uh, our half decent form and, and, and get up there. But let's start, let's finish on it. On our predictions as we always do, um, Andy, we'll start with you as a guest. How do you think it's gonna go? I'm
0: gonna say 2 and 11 and I'm gonna say it's calvert a and Moishey. Go.
1: Got that? So we I know what. I've I've got a video here. Right, like right, you know when when I was sitting there, updating on the game and have you yeah, for when and it has been sitting in my gallery, obviously since he's there. So uh, I can't wait. To score, really can't. And um, a lot of people sort of say, you know, oh yeah, doesn't mean you going to score more and more. But for me, it will help him massively. It's a of, of course, it's football's a confidence game, and, and a young kid, 19 years of age, when he scores, I, I can't wait for the kids to score. Really can't. Um, Pete, what are your thoughts on the outcome? I'm going to go for two-one. I think we'll go 2 0 up, and I think we'll claw one back, but it won't be enough. And we'll hang on. You don't think that we're gonna go behind and, and get a win piece from falling behind for the first time since 1907? No. Don't do that. No. <laughs> I think we'll win. Um I th- I think it's gonna be another one nil, to be honest with you. I think it's gonna be a fairly, a fairly tight game. Like you say, yeah, we take, take anywhere, don't you? Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be tight. It'll be it'll be a tricky game down there, as I say, as much as the West Ham are where we had you know they're not a bad side and so also be honest with you. Uh, so it's not going to be easy, but I think we will we will go there and pick up pick up three points. And um, I think the goal scorer is going to be Bernard. I, th- I think you know he will start again. He, caught, he scored he there last season. did him and with the goal last season. Um. So I think I think he will he will uh, win the game for us down there. But let's see what happens. But Andy, thanks for coming down. Because oh, Andy, and replacing replacing the. Uh, the we, well, we'll, well, we'll be in touch in terms of uh, coming out as a You're letting payment. me know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Our, our people speak to you our people are getting yeah, to our and, and see if we can make the loans into a payment deal. Uh, I'll let them know as well. It's <laughs> not, not coming <laughs> <is>. back. <laughs> I'm sure they will. You, you, you'll be listening on the am going to sit home from Manchester. <laughs> um, but we'll be back next week reviewing uh, that West Ham game. And look ahead to head to a, a double game week as we've got newcastle crumbs on the 21st on the Tuesday. Half seven kick-off before we, we travel to the famous Snake Boys, the Hilliard Road and Watford. So we'll catch you then.
2: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast.